Welcome to Isle Seats, Episode 4. I'm your host, Trumbull Thripplehorn, and this week, Roger and Gene watch four movies from 1985, and I watch them watching the movies. The first Roger begins with a summer holdover teenage film, just when we thought it was safe to go back into the movie theaters. <laughs> As you may have guessed, the first movie that uh, Gene and Roger review is Better Off Dead, starring John Cusack, uh, who Roger introduces as the impressive young actor from The Sure Thing. And uh, if that's not enough to tip you off, uh, spoiler alert, they don't like the movie. to compare uh, a running gag to uh, Fellini, uh, which Gene doesn't take kindly to. Your ego. Don't use the word Fellini anywhere near this film. Uh, I'm sorry. I really must apologize. So you can imagine um, this is not not necessarily uh, the kind of movie that you're going to find... anything rewarding in watching. Uh, the the review of it, however, is, is quite entertaining as uh, Gene and Roger seem to be having a good time putting the movie down. Talking about uh, mainly its, its sheer forgettability. It is a, an unmemorable movie, Better Off Dead, starring John Cusack, uh, 1985. Story about a teenager and good news there's not a science project or a newspaper boy or a food fight in it. One of, one of the great things about this particular uh, posting of a Siskel and Ebert show is that uh, the poster, um, War Guild, the YouTube user, has included uh, the original commercials that aired along with uh, this episode of At the Movies with Siskel and Ebert. Um, and uh, one of the first stackable washer-dryer combos uh, is introduced during the ads. And right now I'm watching a Saran Ran, Saran Wrap ad uh, in which Tom Bosley microwaves um, an egg in Saran Wrap. It's kind of amazing. Tom Bosley, of course, Father Dowling Mysteries with Tracy Nelson. Um, also best known probably as Mr. C. I'm your host, uh, Trumbull Thrippleborn, and uh, you're listening to Aisle Seats here on the Hot Dog Code Network. The journey of Natty Gann, for those of you who don't remember or maybe are old enough to have forgotten, um, is a story of a wolf... Uh, who rides the rails uh, as a train hopper uh, during the Depression through the Pacific Northwest. And it's a touching story, which also happens to star young John Cusack, um, who was in the film previously discussed in this episode of At the Movies, in this episode of Isle Seats, here on the Hot Dog Code 
Network. In his introduction uh, to uh, the review of Disney's The Journey of Natty Gan, uh, Gene Siskel uh, refers to his own age as 39 and to Roger Ebert's age as 33, which uh, puts them both uh, quite a bit younger than myself, uh, Triple Hammer, Thumbolt, um, at this present day, which is not a great not a great thing to sit with um but let's let's keep moving here because it's worth it and yes this is one of those films where you do say aww a lot because that wolf is cute aww Roger likes the movie as well uh he cites um that some of the same people worked on um The Black Stallion which was also another movie Gene also says it compares to the movie Tex uh, based on an S.E. Hinton novel starring Matt Dillon, if I remember correctly. Rarely do. Uh, the triple thumbport brain is not what it used to be. Uh, but Roger points out that, uh, like the Black Stallion, the journey of Natty Gan has three things going for it. And one of them is nature. And then there's a, a gutsy, charismatic youth. And the third thing is a magnificent animal. Um, all of these, I think, I feel like, uh, today's, uh, kids' movies, not that I, Trump Hole, Bumble Thrump, um, watches a lot of kids' movies, uh, but, uh, the, I feel like they, they have the charismatic youth, uh, but they've forgotten, for the most part, about nature and about magnificent animals, and I'd, I'd love to see, um, more magnificent animals in the movies, as would, as would, uh, fans of the Natty Gan Show. Thank you very much. Next up here on Aisle Seats, the Siskel and Ebert Review Review Show, Roger and Gene review the 1985 film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger called Commando. Uh, what's interesting about their review of this film is that in the, the two teaser uh, scenes that they show, the clips, not really scenes, clips, um... Both of them involve Arnold Schwarzenegger riding in a car with Ray Donchong. And um, in the first one, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is driving. And in the second one that they showed just before they actually get into their review proper, uh, Ray Donchong is the one driving. Uh, interesting kind of um, juxtaposition in the, their choice of clips there. Robert De Niro trapped on all those knives and guns and taxi drivers. There's been an obligatory scene in a lot of violent movies where the warrior suits up for battle. And when Schwarzenegger is finished, he looks like a closeout sale at the weapons store. Next up, they show a clip uh, from the film Commando in which uh, Schwarzenegger chases the bad guys around in a mall and Ray Don Chong um, kind of watches and then uh, checks in and gives a little nudge of help. What's interesting is, is this scene probably explains why they chose the two earlier scenes, the two earlier clips, uh, because there's, there's virtually no dialogue uh, during the action sequence. This is just, you know, the, the whole one-liner era of Schwarzenegger action movies had not quite kicked in yet, and uh, is, he silently, mutely destroys them all. At one point, he picks up a phone booth uh, containing his quarry and tosses it, and then he rides on a balloon, 
And it's a it's a wonderful tribute to uh, you know chaos at the mall uh, that we all have come to know and love. Objections. I wish they had gotten to the commando sequences late or sooner. Uh, it's only like the last twenty minutes in the film. I wish he had put on the grief paint on the GI Joe clothes a little bit sooner. I think. Roger doesn't uh, explicitly uh, give. Uh, uh, a thumbs up or down rating during the actual review segment here. Um, he again cites his rules of three and, and says that the movie works for him. So I, I take that as a recommendation, but uh, it, it's kind of tepid enough that it, it could still be a thumbs down for Roger. Um, he says that the movie has the three things going for it. Uh, nature, um, a charismatic youth, and a magnificent animal. Uh, Siskel, on the other hand, um, has more objections, and uh, and then both of them object to uh, kind of the the implied uh, gay panic um, of the the movie's villain, and the the need for Arnold Schwarzenegger to prove his manhood by defeating him, uh, which is a, a, an interesting kind of take to see that even back in 1985 uh, we were having these discussions that yeah, plague us still. Um, so, uh, definite thumbs down from Gene, and, uh, un uncertain, a real, um, ambiguous review from, from Roger Ebert, not surprisingly. Um, let's see how the, the rest of this plays out. Next in the episode, they're going to talk about James Dean, who at that point had been dead, uh, for 30 years. Before we before we get to the James Dean segment, uh, we're treated again via the magic of YouTube to a series of commercials, including or Orville Redenbacher uh, popping corn, which is how they used to call popcorn back in 1985. Popping corn, and then here we're back, James Dean. So let's I'll, let's all be quiet now. And, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of actual reviewing that goes on uh, as they talk about James Dean. They talk about what made him uh, charismatic and what, what was good about James Dean. But it's, it's not the same as, like, you know, bickering over a movie. So it's not of tremendous interest uh, to our specific kinks here on aisle seats. Um, did I say the quiet part out loud? Uh, I'm uh, Thumbprint Triple Horn. You're listening to Aisle Seats here, and that pretty much brings us to the end of another episode of Aisle Seats, the Internet's finest Siskel and Ebert review show. Um, but uh, for those of you who are keeping score at home, uh, we had two thumbs down for Better Off Dead, two thumbs up for The Journey of Natty Gan, and here's Roger to tell us how he voted for Commando. Decision on Commando. I thought it worked as an effective entertainment. Gene did not. So Natty Gan is our Juliana. That's it for this week. And that's it for this week. This has been Isle Seats uh, with your host, Thumbhole Fingerprint. And uh, until next time, the Isle Seats are closed.
You've been listening to Isle Seats, a hot dog code production. Recorded live in front of a studio audience in Chicago, Illinois, with your host, Trumbull Thumbprint, and the Studio 57 Singers. Come back next week, where we'll hear Siskel and Ebert say the immortal words, Thumbs up for me!